Awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, welcome everybody to Lotus Launch Real Estate, our podcast series. And we have here with us the amazing and incredible, talented, successful Caroline Wu, who's going to help talk to us a little bit today about some of her journey, um, which has now brought you through to Keller Williams, correct? Yes, absolutely. I'm just, it's such an honor to be invited to join you. I love what you are doing and this platform. I'm really excited to share. Oh, thank you so much. And, and you weren't always with Keller Williams, um, but you, you have credited Keller Williams with saving your life. And, and I'm curious what um, kind of what, make, what brought that to you? How did that happen? What's the story behind that? It's a, it's a long story. <laughs> so I've been in real estate for 19 years. And prior to real estate, I was in retail. I was in recruiting. I owned a baby products business. But all my life, people have said, you need to be in real estate. So 19 years ago, I finally said yes and dipped my toe into it. And quickly, I was aligned with a, a global brokerage and did really, really well uh, by, by good luck and hard work. Did really well. Uh, individual agent ranked globally and was raising a family with my husband, young family, and uh, doing everything by myself because as a business owner, you think you're the best at everything and you don't <laughs> want to leverage you can't trust anybody else with anything else. So I was painting the doors before open houses, taking out the garbage and doing my marketing and doing my TC work. And then one day uh, I had a heart attack. And oh. I was in my early 40s. And as most women do, I was like, this feels strange. I'll Lamaze breathe through it. So I just Lamaze breathe through it and said, oh, this man. doesn't feel right. <laughs> I don't want to bother yeah. anybody. And let me drive myself to the urgent care. And so it, they said, well, you, you had a heart attack. And the phone was going crazy. And they pointed the phone and said, that's probably why. And so if it was a wake-up call for me to really take a satellite view of my life. In my heart, I was saying it's all about family and biz then business and everything comes out. Spirituality, family, then business. If you looked at what I was, how I was living, it was business, business, business. And so I took three months off and really self-analyzed. Am I good at what I do? Do I bring value to others? And if so, how do yeah. I keep this going? How is this sustainable? And my goal at that time was to watch my children walk down the aisle. You know, yeah. it's like, that was my goal is to live. And it was when, it was then that I was um, asked to attend a business planning clinic close by. And I went in with arms crossed. And within <laughs> 15 minutes, my job was on the ground because wow. there was the pathway. This is the way to hmm. scale. This is the way to build. This is the way to build a wonderful business and therefore life. And the yeah. models are there for you. And here are the people who are going to support you. So in a leap of faith, um, I joined Keller in 2015. Within a year, I doubled my volume, doubled my, my transactions. I went from, uh, we can edit wow. this out if you like to, but went from 20 million to 45 million in a year. Um, wow. I hiring as an individual agent, hired my first executive assistant, and then started building a team from 2017 onwards. And I credit Keller Williams systems and models, and I credit coaching. And yeah. I credit coming in with checking the ego out the door and saying, I'm, I'm going to leave this world behind. 
I'm going to unlearn everything I learned and just teach me. And so I purposely became a sponge and that's, that's how it saved me. And now I lead one of the top teams in the Northern California uh, region, Hawaii region. And last year I was tapped on the shoulder to lead the Keller Williams luxury community on behalf of Keller Williams. Super cool. That's awesome. I mean, what a, what a powerful story of, um, you know, really kind of getting reflective and saying, am I, am I really living it the way that I say I like, Oh yeah, you know, family, you know, life, personal business, but, or or am I lopsided? And and I'm just refusing to like, look at that, um, until it's too late, you know, and then something, you know, happens to wake you up and that's, that's a huge wake up call that you received. Um, and you know, man, I'm just glad for you and your family that, that obviously, you know, you're doing well and, and have received, um, that balance and, and put in the work to get to back to where you are now. Um, I, so I want to talk a little bit about where you are, uh, you know, a whole huge part of this show is to kind of help give some, um, um, knowledge to the, you know, to agents out there to, who are looking to grow their, their businesses. And you've mentioned before in interviews in the past that, you know, 90% of your business comes from referrals. Yes. And, and I mean, I get referrals are awesome. That is so high. That is, that is an insanely high number. I, I had to say, like, had to ask, what are you doing that is making this work so well on the referral side of the fence? Because that's just awesome. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. And it's, guess what? It's recession economy proof. Uh, yeah. when, when your clients are so happy and so appreciative of what you've invested in them and their goals that they just can't wait to tell everybody else about you. And that wasn't the intention. I, I, when I started real estate, I just, I was very clear of who I was and who I wasn't. Right. And um, what I understand it now to be mission, vision, values, beliefs, and perspectives. And so I wrote out what is the mission. What am I doing this for? What does it look like if once I accomplish it? Um, what is my purpose? What what is what do I believe in? What are my mm-hmm. values? And so when I got very very clear my values and what I believed in, then I was able to make decisions um, very easily. When you're very clear on your values, decisions are easy. Right. So for example, we had a twenty million dollar client. It was a seller, and he was did not treat our team well. And oh, I, mean, no. I can take it, but don't treat my team well. Uh, totally. Like this. And so we fired him. And oh. it was an easy decision to make because he was not in alignment with us. And he ultimately, he must, he must he, have been just he was like. Shocked. He was absolutely <laughs> shocked. And I resigned in email and CC'd all the attorneys. And the attorneys, and I gave my explanation and professionally. Yeah. And referred him to somebody else if, if he like a different option, and it was then that the attorneys came back and said, "No, no, no, no! Please, please, please stay." And because of that clarity and doing what was right, not only for myself but also my team, that these attorneys started sending referrals. Like this person oh, knows who he is, right? So yeah. in the very, very, and, that, and that's a level of integrity, right? They, they, they looked at you and said, you live by your values. You don't just say you have them, but you're actually right. walking away from an opportunity because of your values. Says a lot about, you know, the importance of, yeah, it's one thing to have values. It's another thing to live by the values that you have. That, that's our hope. 
right? So that at right. any time somebody can investigate and look into our business and say, are they living it? And so I think from the very beginning, I was very clear on who I was and who I wasn't and how I was going to serve. So in Keller Williams, it's called Mission, Vision, Values, Beliefs, and Perspectives. Back then, in the other brokerage, I didn't know that that's what it was called. It was just basically my, my beliefs. And so it, that is uh, a living covenant of how I am going to treat my clients, how I'm going to treat my team members, how I'm going to conduct business, and how I expect to be treated in return. And so I think when you come from, uh, you're seeing your relationships not as transactions. So each client is not seen as a transaction. They're seen as relationships. So we're building friendships and relationships and we're, we're guiding them along. They can sense whether or not you care about them or not. You know, there are right. cookie cutter systems that, that we do that we have learned that work really, really well. But in between every step is the humanity. So how we show up for somebody who's lost their loved one versus oh, how yeah. this is their first home, we show yeah. up differently. And we are we pride ourselves in active listening. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, one of our clients, she was recently widowed and we sold her home so that she couldn't move into a senior care facility. Very mm. sad time for her. And as walking through the home with her, I saw this beautiful Meyer lemon tree. And she said, oh, that's followed us for with f five homes. That was gifted to us when we were first oh married. Gosh. It was just a little sapling. And she said, I'm so sad to leave this. And it's been in this home for you know 20 years. So when we moved her, we gave her a clipping of that tree mm. and to put in a pot and says that she could have it with her. And I think it's touches like that when you see people not as transactions, but as humans who are all deserving of a incredible experience dealing with one of the largest investments of their lives. Yeah. Um, I think they, they relate and they become your ambassadors, really. You touched on something important here. Um, early on, you were saying that you really value active listening. And I'm curious yeah. with your team, how do you help your team learn the skills of how to be an active listener as opposed to just, I've got my own agenda and I'm just going to go march through my own agenda? Sure. We're, we're, very, we're very slow to hire. And uh, our mission, vision, values, beliefs is on our website. It's on all our marketing before they join their team. There's a very lengthy process to see if we're a fit. You may be an incredible agent who's had 20s of experience and have an incredible track record. However, if our, our, our values don't align, our core values yeah. don't align, we're not a fit. So anybody who's on our team already possesses that. And oh, then yes. it's through constant storytelling, examples of what we've done, um, success stories of active listening that we are able to really embed that into our culture. Yeah, because it seems that that, that is an, probably an integral part that flows through a lot of your process of working with a client is that it, it all the way through to the end post-transaction, which yes. is where, where I feel that's where the referral world kind of um, people tend to, to, to gravitate towards the end of the transaction as the referral part. But I don't know about you. I feel like the referral part actually starts a little earlier. Can you talk maybe a little bit about your thoughts on what the referral, yes. I guess, timeline or lifeline of the referral looks like? Yeah, that's a great question. 
And it starts from the initial conversation, right? So initial conversation, um, when we are, before we even go into the listing appointment, we have an intake, by getting to know your form to get to know them. And then we send them a curated pre-listing packet. In that packet is already all about us, all the comparables about the home already, all the marketing material, what our strategy is, so that when we do go into the appointment, it's all about them. So I learned this early on when there was a, a rocket scientist. He He's in Wikipedia. He's a rocket scientist. He's literally a rocket the, scientist. Literally. And <laughs> he interviewed five agents. I was relatively new. And I walked in just shaking. And I'd done this process with him. And then he had interviewed five agents. And he's, these are veteran agents. He selected me. So I asked him, I said, I'm just really, really curious. You had four amazing alternatives. Right. Why did you select me? And he said, you were the only one that entire time talked about me and my goals, not about you and what you do and how many awards you've won. Mm. And so I realized at that point is um, you you have to be, what they say and what they, they don't say is also extremely important uh, and how yeah. to ask questions. And when you're asking great questions is when the great answers reveal themselves. And then you yep. truly yeah. know how to help that's interesting because if I'm coming in with the playbook in my brain of I'm going to sit down with this person, I know they're interviewing multiple agents, and I'm going to close this deal because I'm going to talk to them about this, about what I do, about this, about who I am. I'm going to share my successes and credentials, and those are all good and important things. Um, the problem is you you can't listen as well if you're right. focused on what am I going to say next. Yes. It's, yes. it's really hard to listen. It's really hard to listen. And you're like, oh, when am I going to talk about me? When am I going to talk about me? Right. So the pre-listing packet already has all about me. They already know who I am. Right. And so that starts the process. And when they select us, it's a conversation saying, thank you so much for selecting us to represent you in the sale of your home. I can guarantee you and promise you this is going to be, we're going to make this as seamless and happy and joyful as possible, as easy for you as possible, that you're going to want to shout them from the rooftops about how great this experience was. And we also promise that there's, it's going to get bumpy. It's, we're going to have turbulence, but we also promise that we'll be your pilots. We'll navigate you through it, under it, over it, around it, so that we can still get to your goal. How does that sound to you? And they're fantastic. And so if you are enjoying our process, during the process, if you meet anybody who may be looking to buy or sell, enjoy the process the same as you are, or would like to enjoy the same, the same care, level of care that you're receiving, would you mind introducing us? Yeah. So absolutely. So it's, it, they understand that that's what they're looking for. So in moments of joy, when they're thinking about, thank you so much for these photos, they're phenomenal. <laughs> My neighbor yeah. didn't have photos like this. It's an opportunity to say, fantastic. Who else do you know that would enjoy this type of service? Um, and it, we replace the word referral with introduction. So yeah, what introduction would you, who would you like to introduce us to that would yes. you know, appreciate the same kind of service? And I love, the, the, I love that approach to, to asking, quote, asking for the referral is, is putting them in the experience seat of you have just expressed that you have enjoyed the experience. Mm -hmm. Would you not want to give someone else also a good experience? Because we all do, right? Like if I go to eat somewhere really awesome, I tell my friends like, oh my gosh, you got to check this place out. If I work with somebody that's really awesome, I tell my friends, hey, you guys got to work with this person. But that 
it's okay to ask for it. It's okay to ask yes. for it. And, okay. and also just because you've, so people, like you were saying, some people ask for it at the very end, but just know that just because you close this for them doesn't mean you deserve a referral, right? Right. Not, are you referable? Was that experience so mm-hmm. good that they can't wait to tell other people about it? And, um, so you generally have a sense of that, right? So I think at the end of closing <clears throat> in not a hundred, but most times, not a hundred percent, most times, you know, if you earned the referral, like deep down, you really should know by that point in time, did I really yes. earn this? And if you did earn it, what do you do after the sale? Cause I don't think you should let it stop once the sale closes. So once the transaction's over, what are some things that you and your team like to do to kind of keep the communication and process moving? Sure, sure. And to go back real quickly on you, you know, when you've earned the referral, I see lots of agents, maybe things go sideways and they go, okay, all right, I'm I'm just going to phone it in, right? Just, just let it close and I'm done. But in those opportunities, when things go sideways is how you can really show how you recover from those things, Mm. those situations going sideways is an opportunity for, to earn you a client for life right? A, a, a yeah. friend for life, how you solve those problems. So don't give up just because things go sideways. Yeah. Even if um, it's three days from escrow closing and you're like, exactly. nope, if I just do nothing else, it'll still close. You still right. can put in the work to recover. Absolutely. How, and how are you going to do it? Such recover so well that people were like, wow, you did such a great job recovering from that. Um, for us, it's staying in touch. And uh, we, really understand our clients and what they're looking for in their phases in life. And we grow with them. So I have clients now that were on their fifth or sixth home and now they've got, you know, their third child and they need to uh, upsize and, or, or they're now empty nesters. They need to right size. So, uh, we ask them, what do you need to know now? You know, what is, what, what services do you need? Do you need any recommendations? What do you need to yeah. know to build more on your monopoly board, your real estate monopoly board? And so we don't just understand them on a the surface level. We, we scuba dive. We go deep in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, mm. When we're engaging with them on Facebook or, or Instagram. So when I'm on in the morning, I'm not playing. I'm actually really understanding who my clients are and where they are. So yeah. if... Uh, if I see somebody's graduated, immediately a book will go out. Dr. Seuss is a little place so you'll go to their son or daughter who's just graduated. There's a, a new baby on the way. There's a certain bunny we order from Etsy with the name and the date and everything oh, that nice. goes out. We don't just say congratulations. We actually do something about it. So we've become friends. We're invited to their you know, bar mitzvahs and, and all awesome. these. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're building a relationship database, not just client database. Ah, man, couldn't have said it better. An amazing, amazing way to, <laughs> to, to phrase that. There's so many nuggets in there. I mean, we could talk for hours about this, but I, I know you are so busy. I just really am appreciative of you taking time um, out of your, you know, schedule to, to come and just, you know, share some of this knowledge. And, and, you know, I know some of this might be uh, a, a refresher for some people. And some of this is definitely new and, and like, Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Like, don't just say congratulations on the new baby, send a little, you know, plush bunny with their name on it. That alone right there is a brilliant, you know, <laughs> idea. And so it's, but it's being purposeful about it. And I think to, to your point, it, it appears, obviously you 
do live those values and you are purposeful about how you approach your business and, and your, your uh, staff and, and your team and your clients. Thank you. Your relational versus transactional. That's I what love we're it. trying oh, to do. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Anytime.